January the 2nd, 2008. The day begins. Dirty White Boy, 50 Old Compton Street, Soho. We've just opened and there's hardly anyone on the street. Suddenly a tall, Amazonian-looking woman sachets into the shop. Dior sunglasses, hair pulled back in a ponytail, holding a black Chanel handbag in one hand and a silver-tipped walking stick in the other. You've got to see this guy in the gym, she says in a loud, androgynous Cockney voice, oblivious to the couple of customers browsing the rails. He's blonde and cute and he's got a bum like a beach ball. I put my magazine to one side, grin. I think I've seen him. Now, you know I don't usually go for the chickens, but darling, please. She takes a seat on the little red chair by the window, places her handbag on the floor and crosses her legs. So? She says, leaning forward. Here's what I found out. He's a part-time model, he's straight, and he's got a stud just here. She points at her tongue. I said to him, how about seeing if that stud of yours can work a bit of magic down here? She uncrosses her legs, opening them slightly for effect. Poor little thing. He didn't know where to look. It's eleven o'clock. Soho's just starting to come to life, and Angie's one of the first on the street. A tour de force of tranny energy, humour and anecdote. The signal for the day to begin. Jorge walks up the stairway. Jorge, honey, I was just telling Clay there's a guy in the gym you're going to love. Really? Mm-hmm. She affirms, removing her sunglasses and shaking out her auburn hair which cascades around the white fur collar of her bolero jacket. Look, I don't mean to cause divorce proceedings or nothing, but you're going to die when you see him. I turn to Jorge, smile. He is quite good looking. Quite! Angie shrieks as she opens her handbag and pulls out a lipstick. Darling, I'm still wet! She glides towards the dressing room mirror, examines her face and applies her lipstick in one well-practiced movement. Then she stares at herself and sighs. If only I were 20 years younger, the dirty bastard would have had me up all night, I'm sure. She moistens her lips, runs a finger along them, then pulls her black sports top down slightly, pushing up her voluptuous breasts until they're positioned to her liking. Oh, why can't I get a boyfriend? She moans to no one in particular. What's that? I said... She repeats, swishing back. Why can't I get a boyfriend? I'm on the Stairmaster every day, working my butt off, and what do I get? Tranny fuckers, that's what. She walks back toward the window where Jorge is now sitting, working out yesterday's takings. Did I ever tell you about the scaffolder from the gym? Jorge looks up from his paperwork. Uh, no, I don't think you did. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Big arms, big knob. Honey, he's got everything. And he's been sniffing around me for weeks. She repositions her glasses in her hair. So he invited me over for dinner. Jorge stands, picks up his paperwork, and walks behind the counter, looking for the calculator. Angie raises a dark, perfectly plucked eyebrow. Are you listening? Uh, yeah, but I have to finish this. She huffs and turns to face me instead. So anyway, I get round there and he goes straight to the bathroom and I thought, Hello, what's going on here? Then he walks out, bollock naked, and he starts waving his hard on at me. No. Oh, you haven't heard the best of it. So I said, What are you doing? And he said, What do you think I'm doing? And I said, It's lovely, darling, but can you put it away now? And he said, Come on, let's fuck, but don't tell anyone. Let's just keep it between you and me. Like I was his dirty little secret or something. So I just picked up my handbag and I said, Listen, darling, you may have fucked every tranny in town, but you ain't fucking this one. Keep your little tranny fetish 
to yourself. What did he say? He didn't get a chance to say anything. I left. You didn't. Of course I did. His hard-on dropped quicker than a horse knickers. She takes the seat vacated by Jorge and fishes inside her handbag, pulling out a compact mirror which she uses to examine her eyes. Darling, I may be on the meter, but I don't give it up that easily. I had to fuck a lot of boxes to get this box and I ain't giving it up to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Anyway, I found out he's been shagging that vile Brazilian tranny from the gym and there's no way he's putting it in me after it's been in her. You're terrible. And get this, last week I found out he's turned gay and he's become a hooker. Living in Earl's Court with a porn star, he is. I was really upset about that, actually. I said to him, you sad fuck. Why, was he straight before? Well, what's straight, darling? Oh, it's the story of my life. They go from me to being gay, then on the game. I'm like a bleeding stepping stone. She closes her mirror case. And I'm fed up of it. I really am. I want a man who wants me. I want an Angie fucker, not a tranny fucker. She twirls a lock of hair around her finger and looks up at me expectantly. Does that make sense? Angie is 51, but looks 20 years younger, a sought-after model as an effeminate boy, and, later, as a beautiful woman. Over the years, I'd watched her in the clubs holding court, her voice both attracting and repelling in equal measure. She had that star quality.